Hello and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me, we have a panel among panels, guests among guests, legends among legends. Uh, today, we're joined by Chaos, we're joined by Johnny Mac, and we're joined by Chili to talk about New World PvP changes. We're talking about uh, the release or potential release on the 28th, some hot takes on PvP scaling, and we're also going to be breaking down our hopes for the live letter tonight for Final Fantasy XIV. This is an MMO-focused conversational podcast, so hopefully you're enjoying the show itself. If you're tuning in to the live show, be sure to hit that like button, smash that button as hard as you can, subscribe for more of the podcast. But also, if you're listening on this on MP3 audio, this is because of the generous donation from Luke, helping support and fund the podcast and allowing me to break it up over into MP3 and bring it to you day and date. So thank you, Luke, for that support. Also to Cordell, to Wern, to WG Productions, and Keelan for actually hitting membership here on the podcast channel ginger uh, gaming radio but if you're listening to it in mp3 and you haven't yet rated the show i do hear there's a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcasts so just search epic loot radio and if you like it give us a give us a rating i love to see that it helps with the discovery of the podcast himself let's go around the room and let's introduce this panel johnny you are i'm gonna i'm gonna go to you first because it's friday and i never get you on a friday how are you doing? What are you playing? Just say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's it's you know pretty hard for me to make Fridays because usually my work schedule <laughs> usually prohibits me. Been working a lot here as of late. Uh, I worked seventy hours out of the past eight days, so yeah, it's been kind of rough. But uh, yeah, just anxiously awaiting New World. Not really playing anything right now. Just kind of taking a little break before New World launches. Because I uh, plan on, uh, you know, diving headlong into that, so I'm pretty excited for it. So, what's your plans for launch on the 28th? Like, what are you taking the day off? Are you going to stream it, or are you going to just take it? You know, kind of like I would say, as a gamer would, just whenever you can sit down and play it. Um, I'm going to take it just as a just as a gamer would. Um, we're a little bit short staffed at my facility, so I can't really take the day off. <laughs> so otherwise I would that plus, you know, I, I've taken days off and, you know, actually scheduled some vacation time around launches and then only get burned later. So yeah, it's a massive gamble. Like it's a massive gamble when it, when it hits and you get that day and it's just so much fun, like, but it, I, it's so rare. And that's what I'm, I'm kind of generally curious to see what happens with them. Let's go to, let's go to chaos chaos. What is going on, dude? What have you been playing? Uh, yeah. I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2 lately, replaying the, well, because I didn't have a two part in the season of the hunt, chosen, or the splices, I've got like four seasons worth to play through with season of the loss, so I've kind of been just diving in and doing all all of that, because there's just a ton for me to do at my own pace, and that's been a lot of fun. Uh, um, how's crossplay been uh, impacting your destiny? It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. It is absolutely brilliant. It's, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I jumped back in because now I can play with different um, members of my community without having to worry. Do you have this platform? Do I need to be on that platform? It is. It's just opened up so many opportunities. And like when I'm streaming, I don't need to worry about that mentally who I'm going to disappoint and who I'm not going to disappoint. Like I did with when I was streaming Anthem or Outriders, it was a big problem. Yeah. But now I can just say, Hey, what's your bungee code? Give it to me. I'll add you. You're in the game. It's that simple. And it's just such, it's so refreshing 
to be able to just bring anyone in. It's 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 really awesome. And I'm now playing really with good, people that I never used to play with. And I've made so many cool friends mm-hmm. over the past two, three weeks with people that they were in my community, but they were really kind of quiet, like restrained um, in speaking out. But giving them the opportunity to just jump onto the stream with me to game has also like helped open them up as well. And mm-hmm. I found like a number of people where I now game with like regularly because they're just really cool guys and they've come out of their shell as well feeling comfortable with just talking and gaming and yeah it's just brilliant it's just brought so much together crossplay and it it, just shows how powerful it is as like when we look at the state of it because one of the one of the reasons i discovered johnny was with his godfall videos like and he does some epic work guys if you're not following uh johnny mac and all these guys the links will all be in the description uh, I don't know if they're there live at this moment, but make uh, you, uh, as a part of show notes and being the, the host here, I'll make sure that that all gets handled. I want you guys to go subscribe to Johnny, especially to get him to that thousand marker. I want you guys to go follow Chili over on on uh, Twitch. You're almost to 800. I don't remember. Yeah, your we're success. at 795. Yeah. So if you guys make sure that when you're listening ah. to this, uh, we get them, we get Moogle go around over. Uh, I can't wait till they can get over a thousand over on Twitch as well. It's such a milestone. And I, I thank you guys well, so much for the support of that. Go ahead. I've I've announced that if we reach a thousand by December, um, the first month of uh, in January, we'll, I'll be giving away a hundred dollars worth of Mog Station stuff. Oh wow! Okay, guys, there's some incentive it, there. As so. long as we hit it before the end of the year, as long you know, as long as it hits a thousand by December thirty first, and it has to be a thousand. It can't be like a thousand on December thirtieth, and then people <laughs> leave on the thirty first. Yeah, if we drop under a thousand again, yeah. then it, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll I'm, probably still I, do a giveaway. But I've now, yeah, I've now the heard the. I'm now accepting the challenge as opposed to being a yeah. like. There's the hate raid bots. I'm gonna be a love oh, raid. Yeah. I'm gonna be a love raid bot guy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna be like, go. hey guys, yeah, all of a sudden a hundred thousand people all like slamming uh, on the love like you're the best keep on streaming <laughs> you know it's like if they uh, if, I, if it wasn't for fear that they would actually get that hurt the channel uh that uh, that you would do that too like i think that would be so fun yeah. to do i think that would be so fun I'm, to do i always used to say spam the emotes in chat when you raid but nowadays because of everything that's been going on with twitch I'm like, spam all your emotes in Ray Daylight, but please do it nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Be nice to each other, everybody. Now, I bring bring all that up. I bring, bring, uh, you know, obviously Chili and Johnny up, uh, you know, as as content creators in this regards, because what Chaos hits on is that, like, when I look at the state of, you know, these games, these other games, like Outriders, et cetera, like Mm -hmm. cross-play, cross-save is an absolute must. And now that Destiny has that, like, you, if you want to go toe-to-toe and try to release your own, destiny game it has to have cross play cross save right from the start right from the start because no matter what if you don't like it's just gonna people are gonna go play where it's easy to play and what destiny has and what it always has had is its gameplay has always been so perfect like it's just like even with all like anything that you might be mad at for bungie even if like oh the content's kind of kind of slow rolling out right now like just like you said chaos like i'm back too you and i took the same break uh from destiny like we played the expansion and then it's like all right and now with crossplay it's like oh we're doing the raid it doesn't matter what platform you're on at all like this is this is fantastic and more and uh before we uh, go over to chile psycho hitting the member becoming a youtube legend Thank you, Psycho, for supporting the show. I, I can't thank you guys enough. You get exclusive 
content. So be sure to keep it locked to the uh, community tab for your member access and so much more. All right, uh, Chili, what are you playing? I know we kind of talked about this in the pre-show, <laughs> but uh, floor is yours. Well, as we know from a previous episode, I finished Fancy One, my white mage run. Um, I tried to start free, but I was finding it frustrating. I didn't like how it played. Um, I might go back sometime to try it again, but I was getting a little bit frustrated with the maps. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't like hidden paths if they're just part of the main story. I, I want to just follow a path of the story. I don't want to try and guess where I'm going. But So I jumped on 4 because I know that Endwalker has some references to 4 from what we can tell. So I thought, I've never played 4. The Pixel Remaster came out. I'm going to give it a try. So I'm streaming it on my Twitch channel and I'm transferring the the playthrough as I'm doing it over to YouTube because otherwise Brian would shout at me. Yes, I would. Because um, I know he was angry that I didn't do it for Fantasy 1. <laughs> I, I am. I am. I'm, I'm still mad at you. <laughs> I'm right. not replaying Fantasy 1 with all white mages again, okay? <laughs> man, dude, those are some, in- oh. like, that's just some interesting content, man. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, um, you say interesting, but anyway. Um, but no, I'm enjoying my first playthrough of 4. I'm also doing a lot of grinding on 14 to get ready for Endwalker because I do savage raiding. Um, uh, i got to make sure that I have enough guild to gear up, materia up, food up, pot up, so I, I'm ready to raid when savage comes out because, yeah. So I'm making sure I've got enough guild, but also one of my other raiders, uh, actually Paul from Moogle Go Round, my mm-hmm. co-host, he raids on Europe and North America. So he raids on two different servers. So I'm making sure I've got enough gill so that I can help fund if he needs it. Yeah. Equipment and food. That's nice. So I'm at 39.5 million gill, I think now. So also I plan to buy my FC house when they move because I, when Ishgard yeah. housing comes out, they want to move to Ishgard. Um, and because it's a large house, my plan is to just grab that when they move. Very nice. Smart. Uh, yeah. Good luck to you. I know the housing system for 14 is going to be updated uh, with some with some changes, and yeah. we still don't know what uh, Island Sanctuary is and will be, so I think it's all going to be pretty good and all. So yeah. um, thank you, Chili. Thanks, guys, for the... Uh, it's you. really cool to hear what you guys are playing. We've got a lot to dive into and cover, um, so let's go ahead and dive into our first topic when it relates to New World. How streamers will ruin New World and your next favorite game. I need some insight. Am I crazy? Um, but this is a video that I made this week and I uh, I posted it. And it's essentially talking about how, uh, from a, some, a gamer's perspective, that they believe streamers are bad for gaming uh, and that they're going to ruin New World. And the evidence that they you know present in this argument is that Amazon made PVP scaling changes with the last open beta and they're thinking that they're listening to one particular streamer and this streamer has too much power and it's going to ruin gaming for everyone. And it's an interesting topic. It's something that I've been seeing brewing for years now and it seems to be getting a little bit louder. I don't know if there's any conclusion. So I've weighed in with my thoughts on a video. I would love you guys to kind of let me know what what do you think about this gamers versus streamers mindset and then I'm gonna, and then we'll talk about PvP scaling. Floors open. Whoever speaks first. 
I'll, I'll actually take this one, Brian. <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to, to finish all of uh, your video, but I did find the, the, you know, concept very interesting. And I, I've actually hit that, that specific topic after just receiving affiliate on Twitch, you know, because there's a lot of things that are going on behind the scene with, you know, Twitch and YouTube, you know, the platform wars as it were. And, you know, there's a very clear example is to, you know, you don't have to look any further than what happened with 14 and Asmongold, mm-hmm. you know, one streamer, <laughs> one streamer caused, a, a, you know, a chasm of shifts. You know, it wasn't just him specifically, you know, it was a big conglomeration of different events, but we've seen this happen already. And in a way, I, I kind of agree that, you know, yes, streamers are getting a vast amount of influence, but the biggest question is why? Well, it comes down to nothing more than commercialism. You know, streaming as a whole is an easy PR influence. You know, it's it's free advertising. You know, toss a little bit of something to a streamer and say, oh, yeah, here you go. Here Here's a sponsorship. You know, we'll throw some loot your way. You know, say good things about us or whatever. And the cost per view by giving, you know, support to a, one streamer or two streamers or even 35 streamers, doesn't matter, is way cheaper than running a commercial, right? Because you're reaching a vast audience very quickly, almost instantaneously. Whereas if you're running a commercial, you know, you got to go through different algorithms and this, that, and the other. So you're depending a lot on YouTube, you know, and its algorithm trying to reach, you know, the appropriate audience versus whenever you're already hitting a dead set audience, you know, like Tim the Tap Man. Tim mm-hmm. the Tap Man has a very vast reach. If you want to reach an audience, get Tim the Tap Man to get on it. <laughs> you know, well, he's got like he brings you know. his friends. Like, and at some point, like exactly, there's I, the way I view it is that there's at some point the upper part of this there's there's money that's exchanged, right? If you're mm-hmm. not generally interested in it, like okay, hey, we're gonna hire you and you're gonna play this game, and that you know, and that typically is well known, but there's an association trickle down through social media that all of a sudden it's like, okay, they're all playing this game. I want to play this right. game. And then more people are playing this game. And so it right. is this kind of multiplicative so that mm-hmm. by the time you're actually seeing it, like, yeah, the person that you're watching maybe was influenced. They're not getting paid, but there's still that, that, that PR aspect, that advertising right. aspect. And like it compounding works. compounding interest. Right. It works. Mm-hmm. Warzone, massively popular. Apex Legends, yep. massively popular where they paid and hired Ninja to do, to, right. to play Apex. And he, basically did that then he stepped away did whatever he, you know he does now he's actually back and actually having a fun <laughs> right. time with it so it's just this interesting aspect go ahead i just won the i won the way in because i see this you know this thread that oh, connects no. throughout out all no absolutely i mean it's it's like you said it, you know it's uh it's like a spider web you know it's mm-hmm. it's branching out and it's blanketing everything <clears throat> and anybody and it, it's kind of funny in a way because unless you're directly involved in the gaming community you know as just a layman viewer you might not even realize that it's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because me being, you know, a brand new content creator and, you know, getting introduced to the back end of things, you know, vastly a lot by you. It's, it's interesting because I have now the ability to stride the line and I can see it from just a normal layman, you know, content consumer. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I can also see it from the other end as a content creator. And it's, it's very interesting that the stark differences you know, and just how much like the public eye doesn't really see and they just generally don't think about because they're not really interested in it. You know, it's one of those things that unless you're in the, you know, it's like the old saying, you know, if you're in the industry, 
you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's very um, interesting. By the way, Susan's has said in chat, streamers are big to us because we're dorks that watch Twitch slash YouTube. Our streamers really that big in general, big that really big in the greater pop culture. I, I feel like most people I know still don't know what streaming is. Which is yeah. We just have a really we just have a really loud voice. <laughs> well, there's I would say there's yeah. the generational thing uh happening, mm -hmm. right? You know, in that regards because you know, I, I've said this publicly, I don't understand streaming in terms of that career mindset, because as a, and like, as a, like, I'm not a full-time content creator. I don't plan to be, but those who just make streaming their be all end all, like, I, I can't rationalize that in my head. Like, I guess my, my security gland goes off and I'm like, oh my God, like that could just end tomorrow. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But that's where, like, obviously, I came up with in kind of concepts of YouTube and 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 education, right? Like, my goal, I consider myself an educator, and I talk about video games in that regards, and that's something I really, really enjoy. But the question to are streamers really that big and greater in pop culture? I think that's that generational shift. You'll see people that are growing up consuming Twitch and YouTube and TikTok and and Instagram and all of this stuff, and at some point, that will be their pure base of that pop that pop culture to where what we consider i would say like i'm 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 a millennial um but what uh you know what essentially gen z would end up being you know what millennials consider pop culture versus what gen z might consider pop culture could be vastly different it could be vastly different i don't know the only time is going to tell but go ahead chili no i just wanted to point that out because it's interesting to read mm -hmm. um because as you I, I can't really say much more than what's already been said because you're right. Streaming is just a great way to have free advertisement, or at least compared to what you would pay with traditional advertisement back in the day with E3 adverts, TV spots. You, you don't even have to pay some streamers real money. You just get some stuff you have in the office and then maybe run a promotion that, like, as we know with New World, mm -hmm. uh, you they make money. Twitch streamers make money from subs, bits, and all that lot by your know, engagement so by doing something like new world does where if you watch the stream you're able to unlock loot in the game you you force more well not force but you gain more views especially the bigger streamers where people will be just sat around lurking and um watch it just so they can get their watch them their free loot I don't know if you've watched a lot of that. I've watched pretty much all of Adam and Gold's streams. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest here. I've watched nearly every one of his streams because I'm addicted to his content. It's so good. I love the fact that he knows there's people that are, loads of people are lurking. Like there might be 40,000 people, 50,000 people in his chat, but there might be like 2,000 people, which is still crazy, but yeah. there still might be only 2,000 people out of that, that 50,000 people chatting. Yeah. But he'll wait till the end to play a load of adverts because he knows that that way he can make even more money from the people that are just sat there lurking, doing nothing. It's, it's great. So I, anyway, I think I went off topic, but yeah, that's my view on it. I, I like feel it. like it's just, yeah. Delvin says, uh, every, voice yeah. Oh, the streamers have a massive voice and I think yeah. it's only getting louder. And I guess the, the question is, is that, um, you know, will, will that eventually reach to some kind of head? Is there some kind of like, cause I think I see a lot of people thinking like there's some kind of solution and I just don't have one. 
And uh, but I want to dive into what Delvin says is here. It says everything in New World will be subject to adjustment over the next two months at a minimum. This isn't on the streamers; they just actually have loud voices. So to catch anybody up for those who don't know about the specific PvP change that has legitimately frustrated everybody is that in the closed beta, uh, the the PvP scaling was such that I would say the higher level player had a, a slight advantage. And this is where MMO scaling and PvP is just an interesting topic all, all around to me, but they had a slight advantage. But in the open beta, they made it so that the higher level player had a much more uh, advantage over just the level over like a lower level player. And so people felt like low level players would be afraid to queue, to, to, to flag for PVP because then you would just have the fact that a high level player could come and wreck them. So it ended up becoming and devolving into a debate over skill versus MMORPGs. And I, I tend to fall on the side of skill. Like I like that if, uh, if you're more skilled as a PVP player, you could be able to, or should be able to best a higher level player, but there still should be an advantage that the high level player has because this is an MMORPG and not like a fighter game or something of that nature. So I still think that there's, you know, trying to strike that balance is going to be something that does like Delvin says, get adjusted over the months and months and months, but it does, the, everything did point to these clips of these streamers like complaining that they were getting beaten by these lower level players and honestly, I found it very funny because like in my viewpoint, I'm like, you should like, if you had the skill, the RPG like should only make up 10, maybe 20%, you know, in, in your favor. I may, Go ahead. I may have an idea. I know it sounds weird, but I just, uh, okay. This might sound stupid to anyone else, but this is that uh, you talk about the scaling. Mm -hmm. It's just giving me an idea that I, I don't know if it would work. But it might help with any scaling issues in a way. Um, would it be possible to section off the map based on level? I mean, is it technically possible? Yeah, but I don't think that's okay. Gonna happen. How about how about? But no, but how about? I know it won't happen in New World, but in a future MMO PvP style thing, mm -hmm. the main issue is high level people going into low level areas and killing all the people. That's the issue with scaling. Mm -hmm. What if it be possible like there's more heavily scaled in newer content? Oh, yeah, the newer level. Con so let's just say you're in a level 1 to 10 starting area where you just started the game, you're learning the basics, mm -hmm. and you want to turn the PvP on, uh, but there's like a level 60 person that's there just to troll people. Could it be possible that in those starting areas, those high-level people are scaled further down than, say, if you're in a higher-level area, it would then scale less. Yes, it is possible. I mean, theoretically, yeah, it yeah. absolutely possible. You'd have to have it designed that way in the, from the start. Yep. And what you actually see with the evolution of New World, though, is how it yeah. was a fully open world PvP game. And then that was a mess because yeah. the idea intrigues me. But when you just look at it at, from a practical standpoint, it ended up being where, yeah, like, oh, it turns out people like to go and just wreck other people for no reason. So they they had to evolve the game quite a bit over the last couple of years, but yeah, it's what possible. What do you think of my idea though? There, no, I think it's uh, reasonable. I think I it reminds me of the closest thing as to uh, Guild Wars Two, where you go into the mm -hmm. zone, and you're kind of like somewhat scaled to the zone itself, as opposed to like having to manually level sync down or something like that. But yeah, that's that's another option where it's like to kind of protect that aspect for new players. It's like okay, you could, if you want to go try and grief, it's going to be but be much more difficult, but yeah. 
Yeah. What do you guys think? What do you, uh, Chaos, what do you think, man? So, the previous system that they had in the closed beta, if I'm not mistaken, it was kind of normalized, right? And the only mm-hmm. advantage that higher level players had mm-hmm. was the fact that they had perks. every skill unlocked and the perks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I personally think that's enough. That's mm-hmm. enough of an advantage for you, if you've got the skill, to quite easily walk over your opponent. If someone is lower level, they don't have the skills, they don't have the perks, they don't have the abilities. So to me, the previous system was fine. I do believe that this was a knee-jerk reaction to select streamers because they are going to bring in the biggest influence when it comes to advertising this game on Twitch. I mean, I'll use Asmongold as an example because he's the one that aired his voice quite aviently. Um, He's totally against the closed beta PvP. He believes that if he's level 200, he should be able to walk over a level 100 and doesn't believe in normalization because he just wants to walk over them, hit them once, and show his might. Someone like him is going to have a lot more clout and a lot more, you know... He's going to command a lot more of a say than, say, 200 streamers that have 10 people in their room. Because the company just could say, he's got 60,000 people in there. That's 60,000 potential people wanting to buy the game. And if they're, he's, the people watching him are agreeing, if we change it to what? To the style of thing he's saying, we've got there's a potential chance that half of those people might buy the game. There's a... Just so they could join him. I I'm think, just using that as yeah. an example. No, you're good. Because like, it's it's definitely, I think the emotion is there. The feeling is there. My my fear is that if if the loudest voices are the voices that that are then executed, like gamers will optimize the fun out of anything. And it's, I think one of the things I hope that the devs do is have the discipline to sit here and say, yes, big streamer wants, you know, X, but we don't need to implement X because it doesn't work because we know game design and they know how to entertain an audience. Yeah, I mean, a good I'm dev not saying team I agree. Know... Sorry. Go ahead. So good team, good team knows when to listen and when not to listen to the fans because as much as I love any fanboy, fan base for the game, there is always going to be a split agreement on what should be and should not be in the game. It's, it's the dev team listening to every one and re- realizing, handpicking which one's the most reasonable out of all of them. Mm-hmm. The um, It's an interesting kind of thing because like melissa says uh, i do think that streaming clout will eventually reach a fever pitch as the barrier to entry continues to be easier to cross and so more more voices you know being amplified in fact streaming uh right now it's a especially when you think about 10 years ago uh you know now it's like yeah you can download obs you can configure your settings you can register your account you can hit go live and you can oh. you know you can it, it's like it, it you don't need to like worry about it too much you go don't ahead, even need to have to do that really if you've got a console, say you've got a PS4, PS5, an Xbox One, or an Xbox Series X, mm-hmm. it literally is just press share and you're done because it's all built into the consoles. All of them have it. It won't be have as many features as OBS, but the the barrier to entry is is just one button, really. Mm-hmm. One button, and of course making an account, but still one button. Yeah, so with New Worlds PvP, I think that I would be personally fine when you look at the level, right? Because like 
in respect to the RPG aspect of this game, because it's not built as a fighter, you know, in that regards, it's not built as like, uh, you know, hey, we're trying to keep this on even playing field all the time. I would be fine with maybe, let's say, a certain level range, like after, uh, like, okay, you're 10 levels higher or whatever, you get like a 10%. So 1% extra damage that you might, you know, like benefit to your stats over the other player up to maybe a maximum of 20%. I think if you can't beat somebody with a 20% advantage, uh, I think you could easily overcome somebody with a 20% advantage, but it's trying to balance that respect to what, what it means to be the, an RPG, uh, where you can go and grind, you can go and put in that work. And then at the same time, PVP is fun when it's also, you know, close, like just, I, I get that there's people who feel like just walking in and just wrecking everything and, and going about their day is fun. But at the end of the day, like if that's all it is, it's going to end up hurting PVP in the long run. If, if nobody wants to flag because they're just going to become Swiss cheese, then you're not going to have anybody to go fight in the first place. And so you're only ending up, I think, letting yourself down, hurting yourself in the long run. Um, but that's just, that's just my take. Any, uh, any, uh, Johnny, do you want to weigh in on the, any of this uh, that we're talking about right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with you, Brian. I think, you know, scaling is always something that proves difficult. You know, scaling is also done not necessarily on a static, but a dynamic basis, as you know, you know, based off of, you know, users and so forth, you know, depending on the needs of the time, because also, you know, it's an MMO, right? You know, your user base is going to increase in level. And as, you know, users increase in level, obviously that scaling is probably going to have to change over time. People figure out different loopholes, you know, as always, you know, leave it to, you know, hardcore gamers. They're going to break whatever it is was designed for them. That, that's what gamers do, right? We break stuff. We break it. <clears throat> so, you know, kind of like what you said, you know, they'll, they'll optimize the fun out of anything, really. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the scaling is always going to be, you know, a, a dynamic and changing thing. I've always been a fan of skill versus level myself. You know, I do find it rather funny that, you know, higher level players were getting beat by lower level players, but they're kind of, you know, <laughs> I, 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 there's something satisfying about that in a weird twisted right. way. Yeah, no, I don't even think it's twisted. I think it's just straight up funny. You know, oh, it's, it's like, twisted. don't be a, you know, it's, it's kind of <laughs> like, don't be a crybaby, baby. <laughs> you know, you know, don't be a crybaby, you know, play the game. If, if you're getting your pants beat off you and, you know, you're 20 levels higher than the person you're trying to gank, get good, noob. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what Yoshi said, right? Yeah, right. get good, get good, noob. Get good. One of the things you that y'all brought up, I do want to jump in though, because like when we talk about communication, right, and the power of the streamer's voice and who they should right. listen to, I think if out of everybody, the lesson plan, the the model should be Square Enix and Yoshi P's team, because yeah. even mm -hmm. if they... They'll, they'll explain to you why something can't be done in extreme detail. Because one of the right. things I feel that streamers not intend, like, you know, I'm not sitting here and playing intention of like, you know, trying to be deceptive or anything, but they just don't know. But what Yoshi P allows for through his detailed answers to why something can or cannot happen, it, it removes the speculative nature that is the streamer and the reaction content. Oh, they don't want to do this because X streamer said this and they said that this would be bad. No, no, no. They don't want to do this because this is what Yoshi P said. Like they, we literally can go to the source and, and, and walk through his logic and walk through why 
they thought about it. They, they tried to implement it. And then when they ran experiments, it didn't work because of X, Y, and Z. It really helps remove that speculative nature of the devs don't like us or the devs are in the pockets of the streamers or the devs are this. That's why I think Square Enix has the model. But Johnny, I, did, I didn't mean to cut you off, sir. Go ahead. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, I, I think it's a matter of, you know, putting your money where your mouth is, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know, doing what's best for your product. But see, I, I think to understand where some of this influence and some of this, uh, you know, information is coming about, you know, the streamers having the influence on the game, right? Is to understand the fundamental basis of where this game is coming from. This game is coming from Amazon Game Studios. They own Twitch. Yeah. Twitch. Mm -hmm. So if anybody thinks that that doesn't provide some sort of input to what is happening, I think that's just silly because it does. Ultimately, they have a business model and they have a business to support. And like, you know, I put out that video, it was rather lengthy. You know, they, they need a win. They need a win. And Twitch right now really isn't making that much profit, if any at all. So they do have investors. They do have shareholders that they have to answer to at the end of the day. In particular, whenever they have to put out their financial report at the end of every quarter, they have to show that their sheets are balanced. And if they're bleeding money, <laughs> uh, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. So you take that as a fundamental basis and then build up from there. You can start to see where some of these choices are being made for particular reasons. And I think it's, you know, rather to what scale that influence is, it's hard to say unless you're actually in that pilot chair, right? But I do believe it does have uh, a, a meaningful uh, input. And, you know, then you tack on the whole streamer, you know, social media influencer, uh, how should I say? Well, really, it's kind of a sensation these days, right? You know, like you said, it's kind of a generational thing. Even myself, it's kind of like, wow, like how do these guys have that much power? But then you go down to my kids and it's like every single one of the kids, in, you know, that are around my kids' age, they all know what streaming is. They all know mm -hmm. who the bigger streamers are, so forth and so on. But then yeah. you get into people like, you know, in yours and my generation, and, you know, heck, I, I'll go up to some, you know, some people and it's like, hey, you know, you know, you know who Tim the Tapman is or do you know who Ninja is? Some of them might know who Ninja is because, you know, he broke through that barrier. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. He really <laughs> he really <laughs> hit the upper echelon. You know, he broke all barriers, really. And he's really been the first and only one to really do so. So far, it's going to happen again. It's just a matter of who and when. But. Yeah, you tack on all these these interesting little things and then you start to understand really like why some of these choices are being made. And really the game was kind of designed around Twitch to a certain degree. You know, because really Amazon Game Studios, they you know, Amazon bought Twitch as a platform to market their games. Mm -hmm. And New World is exactly that. It's yeah. integrated into the game that itself. That in and of itself is like so mind-boggling. Right. Because and like yeah. Chili just said, you know, Chili just said it's it's one click away on console, right? Well now yeah. we're getting into a new generation of games because now it's one click away in the games themselves. And it is. It's one click away yep. in New World. Yeah. So you can even see how many streamers that person has in game mm -hmm. because there's a number next to their name which tells you players how many viewers I think it is that they have. It's a brave new world, guys. It's a brave new world, uh, especially when it comes down to like the loom, uh, their Luma platform. And then when we talk about the concept of Stadia and then I we don't know what Facebook and Microsoft are doing yet, but it's just fascinating. This idea of being able to click a button, jump I, into a game, but also be live and do all these other things. Go ahead, Chili. I will say with the Luma platform and new world, 
Um, I do hope that they continue pushing the Twitch integration with New World and Lumia and, you know, Twitch. Mm -hmm. And have it so that... Because Stadia, one of the things for that was the fact that you'll be able to play with friends watching your game. Mm -hmm. It'd be cool if they'd find a way for people to be able to invite people to raid that are in your Twitch chat. Yeah, You could maybe limit it to, like... It could have like different criteria. It could be followers. It could be subs only. Blah blah blah. But the reason why I say subs only is because for some bigger streamers, not like I'm not talking like Asmongold, but much bigger than me, that have way too many viewers for a raid, but they might have a smaller pool for you know actual it, subs. It makes me think of the old like arcade adage of like putting your quarter on the dash and so you, you yeah. were just like mm -hmm. okay that's mine i'm in line right yeah. in the sense that that's yeah. how i almost kind of envision it i still think it's like you know seven years ten years away before we literally have the kind of that mindset but imagine me like all right cool here we are we're playing and then anybody else wants to join in they're just kind of all like and maybe they're using yeah. not maybe they're not using money or i guess that i honestly see that actually happening where for bits or for whatever like people could put in money and then they're in queue but i also hope that we see the a free option as well where oh channel points like oh yeah you're subscribed we're always hanging out all right cool like just you're slotted in to number three and especially when we think of like games that have struggled within this new economy like fighting games for example i think i'm a i'm a huge i love fighting games but how cool would it be to be like all right we're we're live we're doing our own tournament we're virtual and anybody can just kind of put themselves into queue to you know to, to step up and you could literally run something like, uh, you know, a tournament that way in which that the, the chat's engaged. And that's what I think Twitch, uh, YouTube, and all of these platforms are working towards. Um, that's just my theory. Uh, a game theory. There's one thing I will add. Yeah. Um, nothing to do with New World, really, but talk about Twitch integration. Um, I, I don't know why Sony stopped this, but when the PS4 first came out, there was a push for games that... Uh, affected by twitch well not twitch but they had their own like they had their own stream it was twitch but playstation had its own streaming api where there were certain games i can't remember all the games off the top of my head because it's it's been quite a long time since the ps4 came out mm -hmm. um but the people watching the stream could use commands and those commands would actually affect your gameplay yeah um like they could spawn ammo and spawn stuff. I know Borderlands has something like that in a way. Yeah, Borderlands Free, where if you're watching the stream, if you're watching, say I'm playing Borderlands Free and you have Borderlands Free account linked to your Twitch account, mm -hmm. when I find a loot chest in game, it rolls so that the people watching the stream have a chance to win the loot that you won. That's so fascinating. I think it's genius marketing. Um, but also there's like people that are watching can also like every so often spawn monsters in your game or <laughs> drop health items. Yeah. They have like different commands that they can do while you're playing. I, I would love to see more stuff like that done with Twitch. I don't know if it could be done with an MMO, but yeah. I think it can. I, it's just yeah. the question is what makes the most sense, right? Different games for different, you know, yeah. different genres. Now, before we move into our Final Fantasy 14 topic, uh, is there anything that anybody wanted to say, especially as it relates to New World and streaming and PvP adjustments? Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's that's a good that's a good segue, <laughs> guys. Welcome if you're joining as a part of this highlight. Uh, this is uh, the uh, Epically Radio podcast. Right now, we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy XIV's live letter happening tonight. So we're going to be talking about our hopes, our fears, what we want to see, and so you can hopefully revisit this highlight as a way of what actually ended up happening. How right were we? How wrong were we? Be sure to smash that like button and subscribe button for more highlights like this one. Let's go to chaos. Chaos hasn't had a chance to talk in a little bit. Live letters tonight, man. We're we're uh, we're all excited for Endwalker. You're rocking the Endwalker background. So if you're listening to this in MP3 form, uh, you know Chaos looking looking all good, like like a beast master himself, <laughs> rocking the Endwalker background. What do you what are you hopeful for tonight's uh, reveals? Well. Um, it's funny you should say Beastmaster because after Blue, they said they were going to look into, say, like Puppet Master or Beastmaster. So, as a limited job, I would like to see another one outside of Blue. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I really liked the limited job as Blue. It just gave a different dynamic to the game, and I think it needs more of that as well for just casual gaming. Um, so Beastmaster would definitely be something that I would be ecstatic to see announced. Um, but in terms of job changes, I'd like Black Mage to move less when they're having to cast around. They, they are so f- fixed in their position. I've recently started playing Black Mage, and it's been a real pain. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to like physical DPS, so like my Final Fantasy career has been started off as a monk, then I went ninja, back to monk, then to Samurai. And I stuck with Samurai all the way through until Shadowbringers and finished with Shadowbringers and still am Samurai. Um, but I've been leveling up the other classes as um, we've got this long break going to Endwalker, which is almost at an end. Um, but yeah, playing Black Mage. While I see my friend playing it and he's like in almost uh, 95, 96 percentile, really high up there. I am struggling so bad with just learning when I can put things down. I just want to not be fixed in one position all the time. I know that's too much to ask, but Black Mage is such a cool job, and I just want to be able to do some nice damage without having to get AoEs underneath me, because once I start casting, no amount of AoE is going to move me. Whatever. And you set down those ley lines, you're like, I am stuck, guys. Sorry. That's it. Healers adjust. Shield me. I'm not moving. Uh, how what level what level are you is your black mage so far? Oh, it's max. Oh, okay. So uh, I was like, I like when you weave in swift cast and you have triple cast. Like, you, I feel like you do have movement opportunities as a black mage. Oh yeah, I mean, I played black mage until level sixty or seventy, and then I stopped for about a year. For about a year, and then came back to black mage. So it was like, oh my god, everything is new. What is xenoglacy? <laughs> what is all this? How does this work? How does flow work? Sorry? Anno-chan. Anno-chan. Yep. Anno-chan. I mean, I had to... I think it was... They <laughs> said they, they called it Eno-chain. You know? Really? Yeah. Well, it's Enochian, but it was that it was somebody... And and, I, and I'm and i not making fun of them as, as somebody who profusely and not intentionally butchers words, as I would call it back on the... Uh, on Crystal Core Radio when I started the podcast, when uh, 14 was announced, I was like... Uh, hi, I'm your host, Brian, the butcher of words, uh, and, for, and Final <laughs> Fantasy does not make that easy. So it's like I, I own the butcher of words term terminology. I should get a shirt like that. Um, yeah, I had to. Um, I found Black Mage so confusing. I had to have a 
my black mage main friends sit down and just go through and explain how things worked. How I mean, I couldn't even get my head around how Enochium worked at first. It was like, this is too much. I've got literally every skill unlocked and I've never used Black Mage before. Help. <laughs> but I do love the job. The big explosions are just fantastic. I'll be honest. I've been playing Black Mage recently and I've only just recently learned what Astral Harp's used for. It When you read the tooltip, it seems really useless. But now that I'm actually using it properly, I feel like, why wasn't I using this before? Oh, dude, the hearts are great. So chilly. Uh, floor's well, yours. Like, what do you uh, what are you looking forward to tonight? What do you hope for tonight? Well, adding on to Black Mage, I will say that I'm expecting them to announce their little pet cat, the Black Mage. How awesome would that be? Um, because for anyone that hasn't seen the AF armor that they revealed a while back, I can't remember if it was during the um, fan fest. Or if it was after, or but they had like a picture of like the level ninety jobs. Um, and if you look, the black mage on its foot has a little derp cat, a little Mm -hmm. little black mage cat. So I'm starting to feel like that might be one of your new abilities, um, to help with movements. But I don't think it's going to be a pet like a. I feel like we're going to get a few more. I, I think we'll get more announced. Um, maybe we'll finally get a Weverin for Dragoon. Oh, um, baby. You're speaking finally. my language. He's speaking my language. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we're going to get pets for more jobs. But when I say pets, I'm talking, for anyone that's played Dark Knight, Frey, where, or Ninja, um, with the, not a pet, not like Frey, but exactly, but where you'll be summoning something that will be attacking with you, but mm-hmm. you have no command over its actual attacks. So there might be a weather and the attacks while the dragon attacks and does certain commands and yeah. combos. Oh yeah. Like Final it, Fantasy 11. You, you won't have any, yeah. yeah, but you won't have any interaction with that pet. And oh, again, yeah. like 11. For my samurai. So, and I feel like black mage is going to get that cat. Dragon might get a weather and, um, I don't know if all, all the jobs will get them or not, but it might end up being because we got Reaper that, of course, has the mm-hmm. um, soul of its friend. I don't know what it's called exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, Avatar for now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the the darkness friend soul. Um, so I I'm expecting that's my wild speculation is that we're going to get more pet pet ish related. Job, yeah, related stuff, not actual pets, but yeah. Um, and I'm hoping for PvP. Oh, yeah, because PvP needs some love, it does a lot of it. I'm gonna go to Johnny. Uh, are you excited for tonight? Are you expecting anything Final Fantasy related? What do you think? First, I want to say I'm extremely jealous of you guys who actually have time to play, (laughs) (laughs) as you should be. It's an incredible Uh, game, man. Yes, you know, I, I played six years. You know final fantasy and um just prior to me actually jumping into content creation you know i was playing uh final fantasy again and originally i was a black mage main and a damn good one too you know <laughs> i was i was actually you know raiding uh binding coil uh before savage was ever released uh, and i was uh, you know doing it early i was actually one of the like i think only three or four groups that were actually raiding coil 
Um, we had like third down or something like that. Um, whenever it uh, was finally downed, you know, but we were like the third uh, group to take it down. But yeah, I absolutely love Final Fantasy. I watch everything whenever new trailers and stuff come out, and I'm just like, ah, I just wish I could play. <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's tough, you know, because my time is uh, at a very, very, very large premium. Yeah, you're so, working if you're working you know, seventy hours a week. You're trying to grow your channel, like I, yeah, dude, I, yeah, I feel yeah. you. The yeah, um, it's one of the things that. Uh, so, when was the last time you, uh, you like, what was the last expansion or, or story beat that you you played through for fourteen? Stormblood. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, one of the things that yeah. will be interesting to see is like, obviously, when it comes to it, like, I would avoid, uh, I would avoid the stream tonight. You never know when it comes to spoilers. I know that Yoshi P goes out of his way to protect it. But one of the things that when you do get the opportunity, you should absolutely stream your playthrough of Shadowbringers and eventually your playthrough of Endwalker. Obviously, you got plenty of time. You can do this whenever. But it is, I think, the, some of the most compelling content for a lot of the community to watch somebody kind of experiencing what is waiting for you. And, yeah. uh, and so if you do decide to take that on, I would absolutely love to be notified I will ring that bell twice <laughs> so that way I don't end up missing that, uh, that, that content, my friend. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to make I, a return to final fantasy at some point. You know, it's definitely got a lot to offer. It's been one of my favorite games for a long time. I originally played it, uh, you know, whenever it was in its 1.0 variant, you know, and unfortunately, yeah. you know, I played the beta of that. That's how far back with final fantasy 14 mm -hmm. I go. And, you know, I told my buddies then, cause you know, we were all final fantasy 11 veterans at the time. And we were just looking Ooh, so forward, you know, so forward to Final Fantasy 14. But we didn't know what it was going to be called. We just knew it was the next Final Fantasy, yeah. you know, online game. And that was whenever they, yeah. you know, released that concept trailer, um, you know, which later actually finally got put into the game, you know. But I told them then, I was like, guys, I was like, this game sucks. <laughs> like, don't even, don't even get it, excited it. for it. Don't even get excited for it because oh. this, this is total dog doo-doo. <laughs> they were so upset. And then finally, you know, whenever um, they announced that Yoshi P was taking over, I was like, oh, thank God, you know, and uh, it was just so exciting. And then I jumped into 1.0 just before, you know, they made the switch, you mm -hmm. know, before they turned the switch off the old servers and turned the new. And it was just a fantastic experience. And I played for, you know, five years after that, you know, maining Black Mage mostly. And then, you know, I jumped into Nin whenever they released Ninja and um eventually samurai and then i picked up dark knight whenever they released it so but yeah i had to make an make an exit because it just you know it takes a lot of time you know especially rating and stuff like that it takes a lot of time and whenever your time's at an absolute premium it's it's difficult you know i do agree with what alex says best story uh part so far but we'll always love heaven's word with all the dragons um mm -hmm. i think honestly that's one of the my hopes that i have for for new world as a piece of content is that we get to see dragons at some point <laughs> they've yeah. I don't think they, I don't, I wouldn't say they've hinted at it because, uh, they, but who knows? Like, so if they introduce to me a dragon, I'm going to be, I'm going to be over the moon. All right. So let's focus more back on, um, what, what we're, uh, what's to happen tonight, because we are going to get the, we believe the job action trailer. We're going to see more about, you know, how the, the classes are going to play at level 90. Uh, this is happening a little bit of out of order from how it's happened in the past. There is a media tour coming up where content creators and press and everybody gets to go experience the game and I guess do interviews. So when you think about this Friday night, it's going to kick off kind of this stream of information leading all the way to November 19th. This is the two month 
uh, you know, kind of gap. So before we, I do have a question. I'm going to ask this question and we can either address it right, right now, or we can make sure we cover anything we want to do with the live letter. But what should a player be doing in the game right now to help prepare them for N Walker? And I want to go to Chili making, first. Making Gil? <laughs> uh, that's just me. I'm making Gil. Oh, oh, I guess, really, in reality, try and make sure that if you're a crafter and gatherer, to make sure you've got plenty of item space and make sure you're ready. Because with it being such a popular game right now, even more than normal, you're going to have a lot more people wanting to jump into Savage Raiding for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure that you've got your crafters and gatherers leveled up. That way you can make bank with all the people wanting to just buy the gear because it's the first raid tier. Therefore there's no previous raid gear for them to be equipping except for the normal ones. So for the the leg up for savage mode, crafty gear will be really important. And yeah, yeah I'll say fishing. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I will go with fishing for my answer. <laughs> I choose fishing. Right, fishing, right. ding, ding, fishing. ding, ding. That's actually the correct answer. Thanks, he wins guys. Tell him what he wants. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> I want live supply time supply of Aetherite currency tickets. I mean, fishing is becoming really popular these days, right? Everything I mean, is everyone now wants bringing that in. No, no, but it's not just 14. I mean, for me, 14 glamorized fishing. It's one of those oh, yeah. things now. I just log in, fish for a while, try to catch those fishes in that area. Some of them are like timed and whatever, which are a pain. But, you know, it's 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 become like something I can just jump on and do for half an hour or so and jump off. It's a it's a really nice pastime for me. Or like where yeah. you can go to Limsa Laminsa, get on the boat, go on the expedition, try and get what you can with the points and get your rewards. But I've been seeing a lot of other games now, like Genshin Impact introducing fishing and other games introducing fishing and it's I, just... I literally can i literally have a, pro- a problem with the new world's fishing system where it's like i should be doing x <laughs> like it's just i'm i'm like i gotta you know just give me a hat tip it down over my head and give me a beer and let's do this thing baby anyway <laughs> it's like me and logging get up, and mining. At, six... <laughs> get up at 6 a.m so you can fish in game oh yeah it's like all right guys i'm going fish with the boys <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes it's, it's really nice to see how some because fishing you know back go five back back five years ago no one wanted it no one would even consider doing it everyone saw it as a boring piece of content but now it's actually being requested and i think that's really really cool um in regards to what should people be doing i think they should be gearing up their jobs to the best they can the Limit now has been lifted, so even if you can't raid, if you do the 24-man dungeons, you can collect those tokens to take your gear to 530. Your relic weapon is now best in slot. That can go um, 535, I think it is, if I'm not mistaken. So that will actually carry you a long way through the main campaign and make the new expansion, at least story-wise, a lot easier. If I'm not mistaken, the raid gear in the previous expansion took me all the way to level 77 i think it was before i started getting gear that was higher so at least it's no, you, you should start getting gear at 75 that's higher but in reality it's probably not any better until 77 
The HQ stuff will be better at 75. Yeah. But the ones you get from the quests that they give you, a lot of them are oh, yeah, HQ. No. Um, I'm, I'm doing gear, though, as well. So I'm right, yeah, so. yeah um, but yeah, at 77. So I think doing that with the jobs you want and um, trying to get as many of the jobs that you want to play in the new expansion to max level, so you've given yourself that choice, I think is the best way forward. Um, glamour will always be glamour, and you'll always find ways to make, you know, gill. But if you want to be in with the crowd that's actually you doing the content there. and not spoiled, because it's going to be everywhere, let's face it. Everyone's going to be talking about it after the first few days. Um, that would be my recommendation, because that's exactly what I'm doing. So one of the things that I'm like, I'm going to stream the story, but I'm not going to stream it day, like story, like right at the start, I'm going to level up uh, Sage and Reaper and get them to level 80. And then I'm going to go into the story as a Reaper and then I'm going to play through it as a Sage. Um, and the reason is, is that I look back and I go, man, you know what? I really wish I had my 1.0, my 2.0, my 3.0 playthroughs. Now, you know, here we are a decade out and I wish I had that. I wish I could go back and even if it wasn't for content's sake, it was just to react or see like exactly what I'm like, oh man, you know, what was going on? And so that's where I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so even if like the, the story is protected, so I, I don't expect a lot of people hanging out for those those streams, um, but I'm, I'm just going to make that for me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to, I'm sure people are going to be like, man, he, Brian's sure streaming a lot in November. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what the content plan is. Um, same thing for, uh, for uh, New World. You know, I'm going to be doing that as well. So it's like I got two kind of real big games to play. Go ahead, Chaos. I mean, something that me and my friend Kanata, um, using his in-game name, um, would have been doing since Heaven's Ward. So I met him halfway through A Realm Reborn. We recruited him to our ra- I recruited him to our raid group back then. Became really good friends. We're still friends now. Um, one of my closest friends, actually. We, um so with Heaven's Ward, we sat down together on day of release, 48 hours, just nonstop. We just blitzed through it. I think we um, we started at like 8 a.m. in the morning, finished at like 1 a.m. In, um, in the morning, had like four or five hours sleep, woke up, rinse and repeat. We did that for Heaven's Ward. We did that for Stormblood. We did that for Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers was the longest. Yeah. That took us... um. I think it was like 45 hours to complete from start to finish because we did um, the A for current stuff as well with that one, with the side quests, which took a while. But it was just such an experience. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that again on the 19th. Just blitzing it through the complete story probably before the weekend ends. Yeah, Just nonstop. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, any thoughts that we want to share? Final thoughts when it comes to uh, the live letter tonight? Like anything that you would blow uh, your way? Kind of off topic, but on okay. topic in a way. Sure. About the live letter, we um, Pharmacy fourteen uh, English Twitter just tweeted out that co-streaming is allowed for the um, live letter. I know we all basically thought it was going to be allowed because previous live letters have been allowed except for certain ones. But they have just tweeted out and confirmed that co-streaming is allowed. Yay. That's cool. I just wanted to say that because I just saw it. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's a good confirmation. I I think that comes off the heels of FanFest not being allowed. And that was kind of the first time that that was. And I think it's due to music rights and other 
like, mm-hmm, you know, presentation yeah. rights, et cetera, that they don't have all the rights to say like, yes, you can, or yes, you can't. But uh, it's, it's good that that permission has been going out, I think to help kind of clear the air. So somebody's like, you can't do this or, or, cause if you can't, like, if they said no, then it's like, well, you know, all right. Yes, I'm playing Fantasy 14 while right, talking listening. about the live letter. Right. Like, all right, I'm just going <laughs> to, it's just, it's just a visual switcheroo on how that's going to yeah. be going. Um, well, thank you. Anybody, uh, any other thoughts, uh, Chaos? Um, just wanted to respond to Ranger Smith in chat. Um, I get what you're saying. Um, and I do know some people that do bitch <laughs> about it after, video, but yeah, that's not me, dude. I never bitch about content. <laughs> What I do is I blitz through it, and if there's nothing to do, I've got a catalog over there with so many other games that I can dive into that's waiting with my name on it. Yeah, and I just dive into that. Um, I don't see why people, you know, you, using the term bitch um, when it comes to blitz through content. It's a personal choice, but for me, I don't like being left on a cliffhanger. If I play for a story, I like to just, like a movie, I wouldn't want to stop watching a movie halfway through. I want to watch the movie from A to B. And if I have that option, I'm going to try and bl- get through the story as, it uh, is, in as one yeah. s- smooth motion as possible. It I is mean, a weird world with that aspect where like, oh, I, I beat this very quickly and now I'm mad about it. <laughs> I mean, I it's 30 hours of content in a weekend. Why is there no, well, no content till next month? Yeah, why isn't there any content till next month? Come on, yeah. devs. Come on, Chili. Tell me. <laughs> I'll just get on the phone, right? Okay. Let me just go get my phone. I'm going to call Yoshi P on this on, right now, okay? <laughs> and tell him to get but, off his butt and get back to work. Yeah. I want, I want full expansion style content every two days because I yeah. consume 16 hours of video games a day. The one thing I'd want to see for me um, from the job list is the removal of a couple of pointless skills from Samurai, which I feel aren't needed and can be fused. Um, Another one is from Gunbreaker. You know the ability where you can weave in that extra skill when you're Mm -hmm. using your charges? I think that could actually be weaved in as as a state that will allow you to do additional it enhances the damage adding that extra requirement to press that extra key i think is pointless so i think simplifying certain skills i think for me would go a long way and make certain jobs more accessible especially on a controller oh yeah and i would definitely um that would definitely go a long way for me and that's what i'm actually watching more for tonight because i'm like how is the controller evolving what are their plans with it because, you know, like, I don't want the game to become, you know, to be weakened by the fact that it supports controller because the controller is the like the Cadillac of uh, systems in any MMO, um, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And so that's where I'm like, if they could, I hope to see some kind of evolution of that UI because, yeah, there's some jobs that I'm like, oh, man, like this job is it's harder on the controller versus yeah. this other job because it's like I, I looked at Paladin when it comes to like its rotations and it's like putting in the work and trying to work on that over and over again and getting it to the best way that I could get it, uh, you know, was satisfying, but it's like, there was like three skills. I was like, if they were able to change that skill to do, you know, like that would end up being something that 
changes the whole structure. Absolutely. It's, it frees up all these options. And then it's like, so I'm hoping for that. Same thing. Really, really interested to see what happens with Summoner Scholar. Summoner Scholar is like, that's just my personal beef and bias because I used to be a Summoner Scholar main. And now, and Shadowbringers was like, I guess I'm going to do something else. They, I've always leveled <laughs> up the other jobs, but it was like, Oh, what is Brian wanting to play? He, Summoner Scholar and last last expansion was Warrior for my tank. Previous expansion was Dark Knight. Previous expansion was Paladin. And now I'm I'm on Gunbreaker. You know, but Summoner Scholar. Like let's let's what's happening with there? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Like that's that's my moment. <laughs> I do want to see if Summoner is I know we saw Ifra in the trailer. Yeah. But with them saying that that well, they haven't said, but with the evidence suggesting that there is a big change coming to Summoner with the um, interview talking about the Eggy Glamours. Uh, I'd be interested to see if if it's still pets or if it's not rotational-based attacks or tied to certain attacks. Mm -hmm. Because from what we saw, it looked like there was a charge where... The summoner charge forward like an Ifrit charge. Yeah. But then I you couldn't really see Ifrit again after that. Now he reappears. That could have been the camera trickery. Right, but he also kind of somewhat reappears. But I, I in a yeah. way it looked like you yeah. kind of can you joined to Ifrit, yeah. blew up, and yeah. then you know kind of separated from Ifrit. But yeah. Yeah. But it could be that you're in like it's, you, he was getting ready to do another attack. Yeah, exactly. You know, it could be that there was an there's an Ifrit like I've said before, it could be that maybe there's an Ifrit rotation, a Garuda rotation, or something like that, where Ifrit's out while you do certain attacks, and then you do another attack, and it switches over to Garuda. Mm -hmm. um, again, I don't know. This is just off the that small bit of clip we saw, and the whole Eggy Glamour thing. I don't know if someone's been changed like that or not. I have no I mean, clue. No idea. Yeah. Nobody has any clues. That's that's we're just where... the, we're clearing into Final Fantasy Eleven summons. Yeah. yeah. Any any Final Fantasy Eleven's stuff can kind of be brought in. I think that would be very thematic and very satisfying in in fourteen at this point because I think when I look at the 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 caster summoner has the weakest identity for me, and I know that like it can output a lot of damage, but I just. I just I just want to know where we're going with it, and so I hope that it's I hope that Endwalker is where I'm back on Summoner, uh, full force. But we'll have to wait and see. You know, we're gonna have to see. I will then... say though, if if we do get the eleven style summons that are hopefully like Bahama, they can be changed. Yes. Like with Bahama, you can change the size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as a Lala felt, I find having a really large Bahama very yeah. not good. What if you could ride on his back? Exactly. <laughs> yeah that'd be cool but i can't but then that would also be uh, yeah as much as i would love it because i'm a lalafell and you know i would agree that that would be great but i would also feel bad for anyone that can't like if it was only a lalafell feature yeah. i would feel bad that rogadans can't do it Definitely a little bit anyway only a little bit bad because you know i can do it yeah. <laughs> but then no one should be playing rogadan yeah. oh no one should be playing Galkas or Rogadins. We all know this. No, no, no. All right, if nah, y'all can Rogan hang out, if, cool. if y'all are able to hang out for the, the for a post show, guys, uh, we'll we'll keep it rolling. Um, but I do want to say, Spire, uh, Spitfire is asking, do you think that they should try and separate Summoner Scholar out for leveling? 
let's address that in the uh, post show. So if you're watching live, just stick around. Uh, we've got that. If you're listening to MP3 and you want to come check out the post show, uh, you can always head over to Ginger Gaming Radio. Uh, before we, as we do our sign offs, uh, Johnny, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on youtube.com slash Johnny Mac Games. And I also am streaming on Twitch. So Twitch TV slash Johnny Mac Games there. And uh, yeah, I'm mainly working on New World stuff. So if you want to hit subscribe on my channel and uh, get notified over there, don't forget the notification bell. I'll be streaming New World and I got some new New World content that's coming out. And I'm also working on my new branch of content, which uh, hopefully I'll be launching maybe next month, I think. Are, so. are we teaming up uh, company-wise? Like, are you going to be rocking Syndicate? Yep. Awesome. I'll be uh, following wherever you're going, man. Heck yeah, dude. This is going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, buddy. Chaos, how about you? Where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash ZYT as per the name, and also on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ZYT. At the moment, I'm streaming a bit, quite a bit of Destiny. I'm waiting for the um the moogle troves to come out mm -hmm. before i start burning myself out doing the main scenario over and over and over and over again no just kidding i'll be diversifying i'm not that crazy oh, but dude. i'll be doing a lot Streamers of be crazy content. i think that's what we can conclude chris <laughs> does that. Streaming that a chris, lot to um chris, get my, that jacket. chris from like work to game like he does that and i'm like no <laughs> No, 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 so thank you so much for all the help. And thank you to everyone that has joined us tonight. And you can follow me on MG underscore Chili on Twitter. Makes me feel awkward and warm inside when you say that. I'm like, you're welcome. But no, like, he's, you he's make great stuff. Truth. You make great stuff. You've helped us all out in so many ways. It's surreal. So thank you. Well, I'm going to just awkwardly transition to the end of the show. <laughs> oh, That's thanks, what podcast is all about. That's what podcasting is all about. <laughs> awkward transitions and that brings us to the end of this amazing epic loot radio thank you to my guests chaos chili and johnny mac games for taking the time to come talk to me about new world of final fantasy 14 we'll be back next week with even more content for you be sure to hit that like favorite subscribe share button and clip we'll see you next time take care